Alright, we live. <laughs> yes, sir. We live, we live. Alright, cool. So how are we gonna do this, man? Yo, listen, man. I don't even have a name for the podcast yet. Really? Yeah. What are you thinking of though? Uh so the podcast is about business, right? Yeah. Business and entrepreneurial mindset? Yeah. I mean, honestly, I feel like it's it's more so yeah, business and entrepreneurial mindset. You're right. right. And it's going to be... So this podcast is, is going to be based off of people who want to get into the business industry, right? right. And when I say business, I don't mean, um, you know, finance and accounting and stuff like that. I, I mean, people who want to work for themselves, become an entrepreneur, mm -hmm. and also do things on their own. Right, establish something different other than the regular nine to five that everybody's working. Right, oh. right. So, I mean, yo, listen, man, I could say we can name this podcast later. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, it's cool, though. It's cool. So for those uh, for y'all who don't know me, my name is Joseph. I'm the owner of Hot Water Records in East Patchogue. I met you through Nick, right? Yeah. It was Nick. Nick. So we, would do, we do this thing for the community. They're called Cypher videos, right? So basically, we'll have artists come in and showcase their talent through one of the songs that they like a lot, that they think did well, you know, something like that. So we could then further promote the song. We'll record the thing in 4K, upload it on YouTube after editing it a little bit, up upload it on our Instagram page, and try to get them more of a buzz, more of a following, right? So sometimes it works great sometimes it flops you know that's the beauty of this game though you got to keep trying right so as we do this we do this for the community it's something that we do for free so if you guys are watching this definitely come do one of our cypher videos we want to keep it free for the community so hopefully one day when the platform's big enough it means something to be on that you know nice 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 and and yo dude when we did the cypher like just even just coming to your place, it was like, oh snap! Like I like what you're doing here. Mm -hmm. Like you're you're building a, a real presence in the community, and you're giving people the opportunity to showcase for free. Mm -hmm. Not a lot of people do that. Well, I, but I don't believe you could be part of the community or say you're part of the community unless you actually do something for the community. So with that being said. That's why we got the Cypher video, right? Right. It's something, I was talking to you off the camera about this. It's something, or maybe it might have been somebody else. I can't remember. I talked to a lot of people about this stuff. But it's very cost, I guess not cost effective, but it doesn't cost us much to do this for everybody, right? So right. we could edit a video in 35 minutes for one Cypher video, right? Right. At, at the max amount of time. Usually, if it's done right, if we hit the, the, the play button at the right time, we press the, the button for the speaker to play the song, it's literally just taking the song and putting it over the video and then just exporting it. You know what I'm saying? So right. it's something that doesn't really cost us much, but could help people out, you know, that don't have much. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. A lot of people want to get in this and... This is a great way, I guess, if you're new to test if people would even like something that you're doing or get you a lot more views or a lot of fans. We're averaging like a thousand views for a regular video. If it pops, we got 680,000 views on one of the Cypher videos, you know? So it really depends on the content. 
how how much you got in you, how you perform that. You right. know what I'm saying? There's there's a bunch of factors to it. Right, right, and, and like you know, I like what you said because I feel like you really got to showcase your skill. Yeah. Right. Oh, and yeah. and now you have the platform to do it. So it's either make or break. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. So nah, that's that's pretty dope. That's that's pretty dope that you're giving people the opportunity. Guys, check it out. Hot hot record waters. Hot water records. Hot water records. <laughs> <laughs> I butchered nah, that. I butchered that. But nah, yo, definitely check it out, man. Check it out. So so like yep, before even just having the idea of like giving people the opportunity to, to come to your spot and, and record and and um, promote them. What made you want to get into the music industry? Okay, so way before the studio was even a thing, I didn't even know the studio was ever going to be a thing, right? It wasn't right. something that I was thinking of since I was a little kid that I want to open up a recording studio, right? Right. There was one thing that I did remember, though, from being a little kid, and it's my infatuation with music, Mm. right? So I listen to music constantly, not as much now, but back in the day, I would listen to music so much that it needed to be on the charger constantly because it's always dying when I'm up. When I'm sleeping, it's playing music, you know what I'm saying? So I'm listening to music when I'm trying to fall asleep, when I'm getting up for the day, as I'm navigating through my day, right? right? You know? So they say, do what you love, right? There was one day I'm sitting in my car, it's like four in the morning, something like that. And I'm in a empty parking lot. Well, not an empty parking lot. I'm in like an apartment complex. And I'm in this part of the complex where there's really not that many cars parked in the spaces. So I'm over there by myself, just thinking about life because I was sleeping on the floor before I owned the studio. So now I'm in that deep reflective state of life, right? Right. So in these hard times, you really only got two choices. It's to make or break, you know? So I had to think a lot. I had to ask myself those questions nobody wants to ask. You know, I needed to figure out how I wanted to live, how I wanted to do things, how I wanted to make money, how I was going to sustain myself, the things I already did and what was sustainable and what wasn't, right? So... I remembered that I liked music so much and that's going back to the do what you love, right? So I'm listening to music in the car as I'm sitting there thinking around four in the morning. Right. And I just start getting these like goosebumps. And I was just like, I love music, you know? It's been there for me through the hard times, the the good times, the sads, the happies, whatever. Any, any kind of mood, music's been there for me, right? Right. And it always brings me back to the regular mind state, you know? So I knew I needed to do something with music. I didn't know it was going to be a recording studio. It started out with me just rapping. My boys all made music, right? Right. So I would be in the studios with them. Uh, I wasn't there to make music. I was just an extra in the room, you know, some feedback, some criticism, you know, and I guess it rubbed off on me, you know, because I wanted to get inside the studios more. And then my friend asked me, he was like, yo, hop on this song with us. And I was like, bro, I never even made a song. And he's like, yeah, I know, but we freestyled before and some of them were good, you know, and I was like, all right, cool. So they gave me the beat. We went and we did it. I think it was around 2014, we went to my boy's uh, house and he had like a studio in his basement. Right, right. We recorded there, the song came out, 
it didn't do nothing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The song just, it was just a regular old, another one of a million hundred songs on YouTube, you know? So right. it didn't really go nowhere, right? So I was, I, I didn't keep writing at that point, but I kept hanging out with them. So we would always find ourselves in situations where we're rapping and stuff like that. And then that was just some backstory to get us back to where we are now. I'm sorry, I'm like all over the place, but now we're back to, to the car, right? And I'm writing, right? Because I realized this is what I love. This is music, this is something I love. So I start writing rhymes. Right. And then the next step was, how do we further the career, right? So we got songs, we got feedback, people are liking what I'm doing now, right? Right. The next step to further progress the oh the my bad the the next step to further progress the career is all right we need a studio so that way I pay less for studio time have engineers have opportunities for features right right so we needed to open up a studio I won't lie though there was a couple other things that I wanted to do like um uh barber tattoo shop you know half and half type of deal yeah or a smoke shop something super simple you know you just hire somebody and just slap them in there but i was renting the spot with one of my friends and the landlord he liked that we were paying rent on time all the time so he was offering us new locations and one of the locations is where we have now which is hot water records right so he showed us the spot and I was like, okay, this looks decent. What's the price point looking like? He gave me the details, told me I needed to sign a lease contract guaranteeing that I had to pay him X amount of money over the course of a year or else he'd take me to court. And then I'd have to end up paying him more than what I originally had to pay him. So right. it just makes sense to pay the contract at that point, right? right? So that was the first major risk I took which was signing a contract guaranteeing that I owe this man this amount of money or else he takes me to court. And then life starts getting real tricky. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So that was the first major risk I took into opening up the studio. And you gotta take a risk. Scared yeah. money don't make none. That's not saying go and do something stupid. That, that means take a calculated risk and something that could possibly bring you more. Right. So, so, all right. So, so like this, this is pretty interesting because usually people who are in love with the music, they go the artist route. Right. Right. So what, so like, do you still record music on your own? Yeah, but there is no being an artist without business having to be involved. Right. You know? Right. So for as much as I want to just create only music and focus on nothing else, I have to understand the business aspect, how it runs, how it operates, the percentages, the splits, the the royalties, the contracts. You know, I need to know enough so that way I'm not blind to it and I don't ever end up in a bad situation for myself with a bad contract. Right, 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 right. And I feel like a lot of people don't understand that. No. <laughs> right? they, nobody teaches that. Yeah. It's not meant for us to understand. So they talk in like legal knees right so mm -hmm. basically instead of just telling you this is how it is they'll put a hundred confusing words that you probably never even heard before right to formulate a sentence when all they have to say is you need to go here and do this to get that right, right? so they confuse you and make it not for you right and, and i also feel like they do that 
to apply a lot of gray area mm -hmm. in those kind of situations. So if it's not straightforward and direct, if something goes left and you go to court, they could always make an argument against it. Mm -hmm. And that, that, that right there, you, you have a major point, you're spot on. People need to understand that more, mm -hmm. you know? I find that people need direction. Uh, um, like large groups of people, they need some type of direction. So when you give them something that's supposed to give them their direction, but they can't make sense of it, right. you know what I'm saying? They just get turned off to the idea and they just go, all right, never mind, it's too complicated. Right. Go back to work, go back to my nine to five. You know, I'm making $60 an hour as a foreman, you know, so I'm just going to go and keep telling these guys what to do and wake up every day at three in the morning and go to work and get back at this time and right, right. work on somebody else's time, you know. Right. So, so, so now, so now this is, this is interesting because people do need direction. Right. So since you're doing this on your own, where do you feel like you've gotten your sense of direction on where to go through, how to navigate through the process? It's an interesting question, man. Honestly, for, for me at least, this is going to sound kind of weird. I don't know where it came from because there's always been something inside of me that's been telling me that I should do things and I shouldn't do things. I've watched people take drugs and destroy their lives and I could have been on the same path as them and I just chose not to right. because a lot of the time... The, your surroundings become your reality, right? So right. how did I not end up in that same path? You know, how did I not make those same bad decisions? It wasn't something that that somebody told me to do. It was just something that was inside of me, like th that my conscience quite literally being like, no, don't do that. Yeah, Do that, don't do that. Maybe you should listen right here. Maybe you should figure it out yourself, you know? Right, right. I, um... I have great parents. They're they're always there. They were always there for me. But part of being a great parent is providing, right? So I have an older sister and an older brother too, right? So there's three of us. I'm the youngest, right? Three mouths to feed plus their own. That's five mouths, right? Right. You got to pay the bills. You got to keep the lights on. You got to make sure there's heat, hot water, food, you know, right. so that stuff gets pricey, you know, as right. you grow up and you buy stuff. If you got an apartment, if you live on your own, you know, everything adds up quite quickly. And then there's only a couple dollars left over, which leaves you in constantly working every single week and never really taking time off. Right. right. So they were constantly working, providing and making sure that there was food for us to eat but there was really nobody there, you know? So I'm just left with my own thoughts, you know what I'm saying? My sister's out hustling, trying to get her life together with school and going to school constantly and studying and working a regular job, you know what I'm saying? All the pay for school, you know? Nobody in my family got it easy. My right. sister, you would think that, that, you know, daddy's girl would get, you know, at least like the best of it, but she bought her own car right. she put herself through school you know what i'm saying after a certain point after after high school and stuff she went and got her own you know yeah so i seen stuff i'm a big learner you know what i'm saying so i i learned from people doing i would see these people do stuff and i would be like i don't think that's a good idea or i think that's a good idea and i guess at the end of the day i just have good judgment naturally i don't know where it comes from i really don't there's 
obviously people like Grant Cardone, obviously the 10X rule or, um, or uh, Gary V or um, Jordan Peterson or, you know, there's, there's a whole bunch of great influential people, but they don't live my life, right? right. So only so much of their stuff can apply to me because they're not speaking directly to, to me. Right. You know, they're speaking to the masses, Yeah. you know? So I, it's just something that was just inside of me, I guess. I don't know. Some people are just built for this, some aren't. As sad as, as, sad as that is to say, some people just have the sauce. Everybody's good at something, though. Don't let that go over your head. Right. You just got to figure out what it is, you know, and then use that to then make your life better, you know? Yeah. No, dude, I, I, I understand completely where you're coming from. Like, for me, for example, um, I've... I have both parents in my life as well, mm -hmm. right? Um, we didn't really have it great, yeah. right? But I always wanted more. Yeah. And there was a moment where I knew I wanted more when I was in high school. I went to Jamaica High School. And I'm gonna say this is sophomore year. One of my friends brought me over to his house. And this is the first time I've seen like mansions, mm -hmm. like lined up. And just going past those houses, I'm like, how come I don't live in one of these houses, mm -hmm. right? So, so, so from that moment, in the back of my head, it's how can I put myself and my family in one of these houses? Mm -hmm. And the only way to do it was, was, was to learn business, mm -hmm. right? That everyone knows, or if, if you don't know, a, a nine to five is, is always gonna put you at a cap, right? right? So now, depending with what you do with that nine to five, mm -hmm. you can, you know, create an opportunity with it, or you can just live comfortable. Right. Right. So, so, so for me, seeing that process and 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 well, going through what I saw, and also understanding that process made me made me figure. All right, you know what? I need to look for an opportunity that actually makes sense. Mm -hmm. Right? I need to find an opportunity that I can actually grow with. Mm -hmm. So, how about so 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 me right now? I currently do insurance. Mm -hmm. Right? And um, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie to you, man. I, I was working two jobs. Also, I was also making music myself, mm -hmm. and I was going to Queens College. Mm -hmm. Right? Luckily, it was it was paid for by FAFSA. They was actually paying me to go to school, so thanks FAFSA. <laughs> I'm not familiar and, with that, but that sounds like you're kind of smart. Yeah, and it, it's 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 a program where they um, are able to give opportunity, mm. and they pay kids who come from lower income families to go mm. to school. So it it turns out they were actually paying me and the school just to go to school. So um, from there, I can't beat that. You can't. <laughs> <laughs> you can't, man. You can't. So, but like from there, I was acing all of my courses. Right. I didn't have any issues or problems passing passing my classes. But like, there was a point where I was in I was in class sitting with with kids who thought, all right, I'm gonna get a degree and and I'm gonna graduate and come out of school making. 120,000 a year mm -hmm. and in the back of my head I'm like why would you make 100, 120,000 a year with no experience in anything mm -hmm. right so I figured you know what I, I need to create an opportunity for myself right right I, 
I found a random sales job, started selling paper, right. business to business. And from there, I, I understood the value of a dollar because now it's, you gotta go and get it. Mm -hmm. You have to go and get it. Like, there's, there's no salary, there's no pay by the hour, it's whatever you hunt is, is, is whatever you eat. Mm. Did that and started selling paper really well. Until I came across this um, insurance office, it was an Allstate insurance office, and I sold the dude so well on paper, mm -hmm. he offered me a job. Mm -hmm. And a lot of places offered me a job, and I didn't want to do it just because I didn't, I didn't want to be capped somewhere right. until I understood how insurance works, and the potential was just huge, mm -hmm. right? So um, I want to say within the first month of getting licensed, I've probably seen the biggest check I've ever seen, mm -hmm. just commission check. And when I tell you I quit both of my jobs really quickly, like the same day, I, I told both my bosses, yo, I'm out of here. Um, the second month after, after selling what I sold, that, that was probably the second biggest check that I sold at that time. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> I remember having a conversation with, with my mom and um, I'm Haitian, right? So. In Haitian culture, it's, yo, go to school, become a doctor, lawyer, or engineer. Mm -hmm. Anything else does not make sense. When I tell you that was the hardest conversation I had with my mom, let her know, like, yo, look, um, I have three credits left before I graduate. Mm -hmm. um, I'm done with this. And I'm not going back to school. She, she, was, she was probably mad at me for a good two years. Mm -hmm. And... And it's, I want to say, maybe four years later, and now she understands, like, all right, I think you made a good choice. Follow your gut and, and make the best decision for yourself. Mm -hmm. So, like, me saying all of this ties into you because it sounds like you, you made a really good decision, and now you're here with your own business. Mm -hmm. you, you have your own situation that you fully control, mm -hmm. and that's all because you... you you took a chance on yourself. I took a chance on myself, yes. And then I also realized that the life I was living wasn't sustainable for my happiness. Right. You know? Some people can go to work every day and be perfectly fine with it, and they don't question it, and it's not a problem to them, and they get paid enough. But some people are very unfortunate, like me, in the aspect of I just need to do bigger things, you know, I'm trying to accomplish something for Long Island. I'm not, it's, it's, it's at this point, it's not even about me anymore. We have schedules to make posts. We have worked up content to make the content that we do for the community bigger, get more views. It's stuff I can't really talk about right now. It's the top secret stuff that yeah. we're getting ready to take our business to the next point, right? But now let's take a step back. I couldn't work a nine to five because to even just pay the studio's rent, you don't make enough working a nine to five. People are leaving with fucking, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to curse. People are leaving with like a couple dollars at, at the end of the day after their paycheck. There's two ways that this work thing goes. If you're going to work for somebody else, you better have a boatload of energy because then you got to come out of there and then work on your hustle, right? Right. You know, so now you're already at 30% because you've been working all day for somebody else, right? Right. So how do we make this 
more about ourselves. I'd sit there in Uber and I would sit there and try to sell people on credit repair and stuff like that. And I would just try to do sales. This all goes back to now what you're saying about sales, right? Right. Sales is a skill that we all need. Any person needs sales. You're talking to a girl, you need to sell her on the fact of why she should hang out with you. You're going to, to... make uh, a car sale you need to sell the person on the fact they need to buy the car you're in the case of of my landlord giving me another spot i needed to sell him in the fact that i am you know competent enough to pay my rent responsible enough to be on time with things right right sales is 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 everything you, any anybody you talk to anytime you negotiate anytime you do anything right now we're selling ourselves, sitting here and talking to people. You know what I'm saying? Right. Selling them the idea of they really can do something for themselves. Right. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't have to be the the nine to five for everything. Some people will have to work a nine to five, but for me personally, it didn't support the lifestyle that I'm trying to live. Right. So I need X amount of money just to have the studio, just to have the studio itself. A nine to five, I'm already out of out of the the game. You know what I'm saying? I can't even own a studio right. at, in a nine to five, right? So how would I even get to that point working one of those? So that right. shit is, just wasn't sustainable to me. You know, like right. it just wasn't something for me personally. And something that resonated with me that you said was you would drive around and you'd see these big houses and you'd be like, why don't I got one of these, you know? I would see the same thing. I would look around my parents' house and see stuff that needs to be fixed and maintenance and just, you know, you know how it goes, man. A building gets old and it needs to be fixed, right? So you see these things and you're just like, oh man, I just wish like this wasn't broken. You know what I'm saying? I wish that like, you know, like, why couldn't all this stuff just work normally, you know? Like, right. why, why couldn't it look nice, you know? Right, like, right. So there's just, there's just more to life than just, than just working every day. Like, what if I want to take a, a, a week off? Yeah. What if I work so hard that I literally need a week off? It's not even that I want to take a week off. I need a week off. Right. You know, do I have enough money in the rainy day fund to take a week off if I really absolutely need to. Right. But now if I'm working for somebody who's to say I'm not going to get fired because I'm not there for a whole week, but I absolutely need this week off. Right. You know? Yeah. That's a good point. It's you pick your poison, man. You're going to this whole life thing is hard. None of this is easy. You're going to go and work for somebody. That's going to be hard. You're going to try to figure it out on your own. That's going to be hard. You're going to let somebody else provide for you? That's going to be hard. You're on their own time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's no, there's none, of, none of this is easy. You know, so you pick how you want to live your life. It's not what you want to do. It's like, how do you want to live? You know what I'm saying? Right, right. And and a lot of people's, a lot of guys out here are selling dreams. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so bad. Yeah, we were talking about this. Yeah. Yeah, this, this is something that needs to stop, man. It definitely yeah. does. Like, it needs to... We need to bring that realness back into it. These Instagram pictures, the 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 rented cars that they're using, yep. the, the Airbnbs that they're purchasing, so that way they could make the the video look good to you. 
None of that's real. You know what I'm saying? Now we're seeing people on private jets. Now we're seeing people <laughs> on private jets because you could get them for such a great price. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, why I could I could get a Lambo for for the same price I could sit on a jet for. You know, so right. <laughs> and that thing ain't even in the air. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, you know. You see a guy walk into a jet that's sitting on a runway and you assume success, but really he spent some money just so that way he has a cool prop in the background of his video. Right. You know? yeah. yeah, man. It's 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 real out here, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Alright, all right, Joe. So so check this out, man. How old are you again? I'm twenty three, man. You're twenty three? Yeah. Dude, do you know how big it is to like to just have the balls to start your own studio and officially run everything? It actually takes no balls for me to do this because I'm so young. Yeah. <laughs> right. So if I mess up now, I'll be what? I'll be 24, 25. Right. I'm still not even in my 30s at that point if I mess up, you know? Yeah. So there's there's less risk being younger involved in me trying to do this now than me being older. There's a lot more opportunity for me to fix a bad situation that happens to me now taking a risk than there would be later in life. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it's actually quite the opposite. <laughs> that, that, that's, a, that's, that's a good way to think about it. I feel like people don't think about, about it like that in that way. I feel like everyone is, is, is kind of scared to like, it's you know, scary. Going out, going that path by yourself. I'm not gonna lie, it, it was scary. So I'm sitting there looking at um, filing for an S corporation and how do I classify employees and what technically do you have to, what, what are the parameters for classifying an employee as such of what type of employee they are, right? right. So you're looking at the stuff and it's like, if you don't classify them correctly, it's a fine of uh, whatever you would technically owe them, you know? So in that case, it could be they were supposed to receive health insurance and this and that and dental and whatever, you know what I'm saying? Right. And you didn't give it to them, technically you're in the fault, right? Right. But the way they put this out in front of you is so confusing, you don't even know how to go about doing that, right? Right. So. The other penalty is six months in jail and and paying like thirty thousand dollars and I think they called it like restitutions or something like yeah. that. So they scare you, right? They make you not want to do it. Make you go, all right, you know what? This is too risky. There's too much hassle involved. And a lot of people really are scared to spend some time in prison. I'm not saying I'm not, you know what I'm saying? I'm not right. saying I'm not scared to right. spend any time in there. Obviously that is scary, but also that is a scare tactic. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I can't say too much be before we get canceled, Right, right. but not everything is what it seems, you know? Yeah. So, all right. So I want to go back, right? Just a little bit. Yeah. When you, so when you first got the lease, right. right? How how did you even come up with the money to even get the lease? I didn't have it. Yeah. All I had was first month's rent, and uh, the security deposit, which was another first month's rent, yeah. and then like 
I think it was three or four more months of money saved. So that wasn't even a full year. That was like five months. So there was still seven unaccounted for, right. you know, but I know what I do. Right. You know what I'm saying? And what I do is I, if, if I don't have to worry about anything, I can create, right? You right. know what I'm saying? I can make it presentable for people to want to at least come and check it out. Right. I've done it many, many of times. I've been selling all my life and just the aspect of getting people to like me. You know what I'm saying? Right. So with that, with that being said, I was just like, all right, give me a couple times. There's nothing illegal about this. I can go quote unquote balls to the walls as hard as I want. Right. Right. And I'm not going to get in trouble. Right. Yeah. So why, why not take the chance? Right. Because I've, I heard this quote the other day, I forgot who said it, but they said that the most potential is at the graveyard. Right. Where there's so many people who could have did something, but didn't even take the chance to do it. And the answer is always no, unless you find out for yourself, you know, you right. could be thinking that the person you're about to talk to is going to tell you no, but they actually tell you yes, you would have never knew yeah. unless you even built up enough courage to go and do that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, And I feel like people are afraid of rejection. Rejection's definitely something to be afraid of, I guess. You know, I was definitely afraid of rejection. There's a lot of times where I didn't ask a girl to go hang out with me because I just didn't want to hear her tell me no. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so you get to a certain point where you get sick of being sick and tired. Yeah. Right? So you got to just stand on your own two feet and do something about it. And if you don't get sick and tired, you probably never will. Damn, that's true. You know? Yeah. I mean, I shit, man. I I want to tell you, I've been probably, I've probably been told no a million times. I get told no every single day, still. Yeah. Every single day. Don't Me let too. that go over your head. Yeah. Every single day, somebody tells us no. Yeah, but like, yo, it it it, it goes back to what you said. Sometimes you got to brush that shit off and just keep it going. Just, just, just keep going until you get that yes. And and sometimes you don't even know if if you get that yes if you don't ask. Right. If you don't even put yourself in position, to even have the conversation, man, I heard no so many times I literally became no tarted. <laughs> right. I heard that so many times that I was like, I don't think anybody's ever going to tell me yes. But then I also had a thought. How long is it going to take until somebody tells me yes? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So then there was kind of this game I started playing with myself. Yeah. Right. And that was kind of what kept me sane. I guess you could say I was playing a game with myself. Well, what would happen if I asked 10 more people? Right. You know, will somebody tell me yes? Well, nobody told me yes today. Maybe somebody will tell me yes tomorrow. Nobody told me yes today. I wonder how long it's going to take until somebody tells me yes. Then you get your first yes. And that's the most important yes you get. Yeah. Right? Because you heard no forever, right? So now you finally hear yes. You better study that. You better figure out what what'd you do, what worked, how you was talking to them, the confidence you had, the cadence of your voice, mm -hmm. everything. If it was in message, the punctuation, the grammar, how you presented it. Did you sound official? Did you sound professional? Did you sound like you do this every single day? You know what I'm saying? All those things matter into getting more of those yeses, right? So right. eventually 
I figured out how to get a yes. I figured out what people started to, to enjoy about me in particular, right? So I would give them more of that and I would start to get more yeses. Right. You know? Yeah, and, and like one thing about that too I want to add is sometimes you just got to enjoy the process. Mm -hmm. Like even hearing you say, all right, you know what? I've heard no so many times. Let me see how many no's can I get this time. Right. Right. And I, I feel like with that mindset, you didn't take the nose serious anymore. No. Right. And that's when you turned it into a game. I didn't care about the nose because yeah. I, in, in reality, a lot of people ain't doing nothing. Right. You know, so a no is just something I've heard before. Right. Right. It's something that's predictable. Right. You know, but then when you get that, yes, it's like, oh, shit. Right. I'm that guy, you right. know? Exactly. So, yeah. I like that. I like that. Okay. I like these questions, man. <laughs> Look, man, I, I try to give the questions people, people think about, but ne never, never speak about, right? That's, that's how a great interviewer does this job correctly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so now, where are you now in, in your studio? Where am I now in the studio, man? I'm at the highest point in my career, you know? Nice. It's, it's very simple. If I do a little better than yesterday, I'm at my highest. So every single day for the last three months, I've been at my highest point, you know? There's been a lot of lows, yeah. right? A lot of things that have happened that are detrimental, but I'm so damn high that you bring me down to here and I'm still higher than everybody else. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it, it doesn't matter because I'm just always going in the positive direction, you know? If I got five minutes to read a book, I'll do five, I'll take five minutes to read a book. Before I got here, I did a 5K run and then I went and did my taxes with my accountant and then I ate the first meal of the day and here I am. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right? So discipline. Discipline's another one, you know? Yeah. Discipline helps me get to where I am. So the landlord was telling me a story about how his friend tried to open up a studio and he did open up a studio but it didn't get successful until 10 years of being in business i heard that story and that story could make two things happen to you as somebody who's a studio owner it could make you go oh this is gonna be a lot harder than i think it is right right or go yeah that was that guy but that's not me watch how fast i do this you know what i'm saying right. it's two mindsets right a lot of bad things happen, a lot of slow days happen, a lot of equipment errors happen. But can we fix those? We can fix anything. There's yeah. a solution for every problem, right? Yeah. So you just need to figure out how to get to that, you know? Figure out the solution and get to it. Right now, in the last two days, I dealt with seven people, and that doesn't sound like a lot, but that's a lot. Because when we first opened up, I'd be damned if I get seven people in one week, you know what I'm saying, right? So to get seven people in two days, that's big. It's, it's a lot bigger than getting seven people in, in a week or, or not even getting seven people in one week. Right. Maybe getting four in a week, you know? Right. Now I'm doing twice that in 
way in, in, a, in a quarter of the time. You know what I'm saying? So right. you need to be able to track your results. So one thing I do to track my results is I have two things inside the studio that help keep me grounded. The two things I got is a wall that I put pictures on, right? So we got this thing that I take camera, I take pictures on my cell phone and it connects to Bluetooth and it prints a Polaroid out, right? Take the Polaroid, you put the date on it, you put what it was for. Was it a session? Was it a cipher? Was it, was it uh, a podcast, you know? So we know how we worked with them, right? Yeah. For our personal mental note, right? And then for other people to see too, right? So each row holds 16. I got almost 32 in a month. And in less than a month, it's been 23 days. You know what I'm saying? All right. So now I have a picture with all these faces, these people. I know something happened. You know, I see it happen. I remember there was two pictures on there. Now there's almost 32. You know what I'm nice. saying? Right? And that happened in 20-something in days. Right. Right? So that's one thing. And then the board, the signature board. We didn't have the pictures when you guys came to the studio. Um, right? So we have to, we had the signature board, right? Okay, yeah. so that's the seven o'clock alarm. We got 15 minutes till that post comes out. Uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, we had the signature board. The signature board was cool, but at a certain point, you can't count how many signatures are on there, right? right. So it just becomes a board full of stuff and then it doesn't really motivate me or keep me grounded in any 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 sense because i can't really track what's going on with that but these pictures i see a new row i see a new couple pictures added to that you could see the date of when they came in you could see their artist name what we did you know yeah. right yeah and and even even with the signature board i remember trying to put my signature on it and it, it was so many signatures i couldn't find a spot i'm like damn Bringing a lot of people. <laughs> man, don't big me up, man. There's still space on that signature board for people to sign, man. We can still pack another hundred on there, man. We just got to get them in the gaps. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Yep. Nah, but, but dude, that's huge. Right. That's huge. As, especially at your age, so. Yeah. Like, yeah. My boy's 27, and he tells me that all the time. He's like, bro, don't let this go over your head. You got such a good thing going for yeah. you. And I'm grateful to have him as a friend that would even tell me that because he could feel some resentment being 27 years old and not in the position I'm in, you know yeah. what I'm saying? But he keeps it real with me, and he's like, bro, you really do have something good right here. Don't don't mess up, right? you know, because there's a lot of people that rely on you, so don't mess up. Yeah. You know? And, and that's another thing, too. Like, yo, you have a lot of people that rely on you. So I, does it make you feel nervous or, like, have... Does it put pressure on you to make sure that everyone gets fed? Nah, not really. Because the way our business works is none of us eat unless we're all eating. Right. You know what I'm saying? So if if I eat, I know somebody else ate. You know what I'm saying? Right. I, I'm never making money by myself. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I know if I make a transaction happen, that everybody's going to feel the consequences of that. And right. it's always good, you know what I'm saying? It always leads to more opportunity. It always leads to more money to be made, more networking to happen, you know? Right. And if you could set your business up in that type of way and incentivizes the employees to be more receptive to you, be more willing to listen to something that hasn't even become reality yet, 
but they know you got them because you already made it happen so many other times. Right. You know, so it's just, it becomes something where it's like, I'm not even going to question him. You know, he's, he's done right for us every single time. He didn't have to. But why wouldn't he do right for us this time, you know? Right. So. Nah, I like you know, that. Better business, man. Yeah. I like the model, man. I like yeah, I like the entire situation that you got going on, man. And and like that's that's one of the reasons why I wanted to bring you on too, right? I I want people to see how someone like yourself could do it. I'm not right? your traditional businessman, as you guys can tell. <laughs> I'm not in my suit. I told them that before we got on. I was like, damn, man, I should have bring a suit out for this, you know? Nah, but, but but that's cool though, because like because. There's no such thing as tra as traditional business, right? And right. just just because you wear a suit don't mean you're good in business, mm -hmm. right? Just because you wear a suit don't mean that that you know how to make money, you, you know how to lead a team, mm -hmm. you know how to make sure that that your guys are eating, right. right? So so like I'm glad that you that you came through like this. Like honestly, if if I could, you, you, if I could, you I, definitely can. I, I definitely do it all the time, but. I, I usually dress up in sweats all day and just do, do what I gotta do. And sometimes I would have meetings and, and meet important people and I'm dressed down while they're dressed up. And I'm like, all right, you're gonna have to take me as what it is. Uh -huh. Sometimes I don't, like even today, I don't have a haircut. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of rough around the, around the face. Mm -hmm. And I'm still gonna do what I have to do, you know? Mm -hmm. Because I feel like, you know, the appearance is one thing, but then once you start talking, and you show people the opportunity that, that you're presenting, everything else should make sense. The appearance should mean nothing. Mm -hmm. And if you're judging the appearance, then maybe, maybe you're not somebody I should work with. Yeah, they say uh, don't judge a book by its cover, and I heard that when I was a little kid, man. Yeah. Because that's what they teach us when we're little kids, right? Right. That should have stuck with me since the beginning of, of me even hearing it. Yeah. And I apply it to everything. Yeah, me too. Because you never know who's going to be the next best thing, right? Right. You never know who's going to be a serial killer, you know what I'm <laughs> right. saying? So you don't, you definitely don't want to be on his bad side. Right. You never know who could potentially put you in a bad situation, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, we had one instance where there was some type of miscommunication and these guys had came over to the studio and supposedly what they were supposed to do was like jack us up and stuff like that, you know, like mess us up. And they, they seen me and I'm not the scariest person. I'm not the tallest, the biggest, the baddest or anything, but they seen me and one of them recognized me. Mm. And then it went from, yo, we came to do harm to, actually let's just talk about this can we just like talk about this because we know you can communicate and yeah. we know like there was this probably didn't happen the way that it was brought up to us right you know what i'm saying so i was solid enough to, to, to that my name held weight that when this situation came they were like, oh, wait a second. This is probably not what it actually is, is made out to be. Right. You know, like, let's talk. Like, what happened? And then after speaking to them, they're like, you know what? Yeah, like, they do this a lot. I can't, I can't lie. I see that correlation. Why, why are we even here? Right. You know? And they left. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Nah, but that, yo, look, I, I feel like that could have went 
a few other ways too. It could have went a, a, a whole bunch of ways, but the way I treat everybody is the same. It doesn't matter if you're black, white, Indian, Haitian, if you're disformed, if you're discolored. I don't, I don't care. Right. How are you treating me? Right. You know what I'm saying? If you treat me in a in a in a bad manner, I'm gonna give you that energy back. Right. If you treat me like a great guy every time I see you. I'm gonna assume you're a great guy and I'm gonna try to be great around you. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. There's, 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 there's all different ways for all different situations, but one thing is I do, I treat everybody with the same energy unless they give me a different energy, right? Yeah. So automatically they knew how I would be in the situation because they just knew me. So they were immediately like, yo, everybody chill out. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Like, there's no need to do none of that. Let's talk. Right. You know what I'm saying? If I had multiple personalities and I would treat a bunch of people poorly and then a bunch of people good and then a bunch of people so-and-so, yeah, it could have went a bunch of different ways. That's true. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I just try to be good to everybody, you know? And if you're going to do something horrible to me, then you lost out, you know? Because... <laughs> I don't need that around, man. Yeah. No, I got you, man. I got you. You're definitely doing a lot right now. Yeah. Definitely doing a lot right now. I can't lie. <laughs> now, was there any point where you was like, all right, but yo, you know what? I'm done with this. Like, I can't. Oh, yeah. Yeah. These are, these, are, yeah, you're asking the questions, bro. Yeah. See, this is, this is what I'm saying. You want to keep it real business? Yeah. Yeah, I've had those. I've had those. Uh, I haven't had one in maybe like mm, like four months now. In about four? Yeah, in about four months. But yeah, there's been times where I was ready to just throw in the towel. And it was never off of I wasn't good enough. It was yeah. just off of pure frustration of like having to deal with the problems of, of what comes with a business. So, so I feel like people don't understand like the problems that come with like running your own business. Like mm -hmm. what problems were you coming across? Oh... Well, for instance, no business runs without a staff, right? Right. So scheduling was one of the biggest problems. Yeah. Right? So we had to figure out when people were working, right? Yeah. If they were working, you know, then can we communicate good enough to get everybody all on the same page to come and perform correctly, right? Right. Can we add that to a schedule and not get it mixed up and be thinking we're doing something today and then end up doing something that we thought we were doing three days ago, uh. right? Now, other issues like building a workflow, right? Yeah. The biggest was bridging the gap between actual advertisement that would pay off for the studio so for four or five months i would sit there and be frustrated trying to figure out how to get this to work and and, and be so um so worked up about it because i'm trying to get it to work and it's not working as fast as i want it to right, right. then you get it to work and then another problem happens you know 
car problems, life happens, other other issues, you know. Right. There's always something that's going to be in your way of, of trying to do what you want to do. This happened to us the other day, actually, as, as we're filming one of our podcasts. We're running through so much footage and there's no, like, I'm the person that's, like, putting all this stuff into the computer. I got 256 gigabyte uh, SD cards. Yeah. They're both packed to the brim. You know what I'm saying? There's right. no there's no extra room. Like, I had to stop the podcast, I think it was three times, to clear space. You know? Uh, right? Stuff yeah. like that. Obviously, money is also an issue. You can't play the game without money, right? Yeah. Then making sure the engineers get enough, you know, because in my opinion, they're underpaid, yeah. you know, in every in every studio, engineers are underpaid, right? Yeah. How do we make sure that they get enough to that they're comfortable, that they could, you know, make some money and, you know, feel a lot more ease knowing that more of their work is coming from one spot instead of all over the place. Right. Right consistency you know making the business consistent some days people are motivated to do things and other days people don't want to do anything so so then how, how do you keep your people motivated because because that's a big thing you know it's even though we're talking about the entrepreneurship lifestyle what makes you or or what keeps your people to work for you I guess the best thing I could say is the the fact that they see me busy. Yeah. You know, because they looking at me from a different light. So I'm here and they're here, right? And that's not a ranking system. That doesn't mean I'm above them. Right. What that means is I'm running the business, right? Right. So if I'm not doing that correctly, then it would be a bad bet as an employee to even want to stay here or work with us, right? Right. So when they see me work 18 hours straight without even complaining one time and being sharp the whole time and making sure everything gets done, scheduling everything, making sure that they get they get food, you know what I'm saying? Make sure that they eat. If they're working long hours, automatic they're getting food right. that's on me you know right. what i'm saying because you're gonna be stuck here for yesterday i had one of my engineers in there for 10 hours straight Sheesh. you know what i'm saying yeah and i asked him i was like yo could you do me a favor please can you do one more right and he was like yeah no problem you know what i'm saying because nice. yeah. i know how to handle the business i've worked for people that haven't given me anything, haven't yeah. given me recognition, didn't even give me a little extra. Yeah. I don't take tips from the engineers. If the artists leave a tip for them, they get the whole 100% of that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Now, from old-fashioned business, they're taking percentage of all the tips. Right. Right? Right. Because they believe house always wins, right? Right. I believe house always wins too, but there's ways to make the house always win with also keeping your people happy and knowing that this is going to go further than where we're at right now because they all see it. They all tell me all the time. They're like, yo, bro, it's getting more busy. Yeah. Like, you know, like they, they get happy, you know, they're like, wow, like I went to school for this and like 
I really get to work this like every day, you yeah. know, like I know I can actually make money here. Like they, and then the work environment too. I'm not a tyrant, right? Yeah. If I yell at them every day, all day, every single day, that's not going to be fun to come and see me. Right. You know what I'm saying? They're not, they're going to be walking on eggshells. They don't, they don't want to come in. Right. You know, they're going to be like, oh, when is he going to yell at me next? Right. Right. I don't even yell at them if they mess up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes I'll get frustrated and they'll know I'm frustrated. Right. right. But I'm not going to hoe them out in front of everybody. I'm, I'm my bad. I'm not going to, I'm not going to do something like that in front of a bunch of people. I wouldn't dare take you in a room with other people and then and then and try to embarrass them yeah. you know what i'm saying never if, if we have to have a deep conversation it's gonna have to be one-on-one -on -one, right you know with nobody else around because i'm not trying to hurt nobody's pride right 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 there's a lot of things involved in it and you gotta you gotta sit in the mud and get kicked around to even know that this stuff exists because i started working when i was really young and we would work really, really hard, and there would be no incentive for it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Sure, not everybody deserves an incentive, but if I'm working harder than the person that owns this company, you want to keep me around. Right. You don't want to get rid of me, or you don't want to treat me just like everybody else. Right. Right? I earned the privilege to be treated different. You know what I'm right. saying? Right. Because I'm working how you always dream somebody would work for you you know what i'm saying as hard as i can right. you know and, and 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 if i don't get nothing for that that's cool but that's not sustainable you right. know i can't do that every single day eventually it'll go from being your hardest worker to your your least productive worker right because they're gonna realize eventually that you don't care about them, you know? Yeah. Right, so how do you actually care about them all the time? I do little things for them all the time so they know who I am, what I do. Right. None of them question me. None of them tell me, yo, I don't know about that. Cause I make sure everybody's taken care of and everything we do is calculated. Nothing's right. just on the fly. You know what I'm saying? We right. calculate plans. We formulate ideas and put them together. Right. You know, and I ask them sometimes. Well, they ask me, yo, can we do this? All right, that sounds cool, but put it together. Make an idea, make a plan, have something to present to me. Let's make a, 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 a structured list of how this gets done. Yeah. So that way, when you show it to me, it's actually achievable because I'm sitting here focused on all this stuff. I can't create your idea for you. Right. You create your idea, we'll run with it. If it don't work, we'll scrap it. If it works, we keep it. Right. Provide them with more opportunity than they can get anywhere else. That's how you keep your workers. So so, so now let me ask you a question. When it comes down to your work ethic, mm -hmm. because your work ethic is like on one, it's like at 130%. Uh -huh. What do you expect from, from your team? I expect my team to just listen when I ask them to, you know, yeah. I don't want to be fighting and arguing yeah. with them to just to do a simple task. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I don't want to be a tyrant. I don't want it to be something where it's like, you need to do what I say. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But you guys, not you, not you, like the people that work with me need to realize that my responsibility is different from theirs. Right. So I need them to move in a certain fashion because I'm scaling the business towards that, right? right? 
So 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 now would you say put up put a percentage of like work ethic, right? Mm -hmm. That they would that they would need to have in compa in comparison to yours. If they can do the specific task that they're assigned at their 100%, that's all I can ask for, right? I'm not gonna hire an engineer and have them try to do my management job. Right, but but like not everybody's, I not, know. not everybody 100% is your 100%, right? Right. So then how do you, how do you know if they're good enough? All right, so these engineers that I have been engineering for 10 plus years, right? Yeah. I don't know what the heck to do. Uh, when it comes to engineering, yeah, that's not my field. Right. They're quite literally professionals, right? right? So as, if they make the customers happy and the work comes out solid every time and we keep gaining new customers from how good our work is, they're doing enough. Right. You know what I'm saying? I can't make somebody work harder than they want to work, you know? Right. So I realize that my 100% is probably somebody's, like, that what, like uh, how, how do you scale that? So, like, um... So they're 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 fifty percent. Go ahead, you do it. So yeah. like so so like for example, for me, right? When I'm hiring people, right? I need at least sixty five percent of my hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Like I don't I don't need you to to, to like be like to have the same work ethic, mm -hmm. right? Well, yeah, I do want the same work ethic, mm -hmm. right? But like, I usually go all out. I'm, I'm I'm working 14, 14 hours, 14, 15 hours, and if you're not working 14 hours, let's say it's eight hours, right? Eight, mm -hmm. nine. But like, you're going to the best you can. Mm -hmm. Maybe that falls under 85 percent for me, mm -hmm. right? But now, if there's somebody else who 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 ha who's talented but they're not putting in the effort to actually do more. Mm -hmm. And not for me, but for themselves. Right. Then that's gonna cut their percentage down to maybe 30, 40% because mm -hmm. their ceiling is a lot higher. Right, so with this percentage thing, it's kinda, it's kinda tricky because you, there's no real gauge on it. Nobody has a percentage over their head for how hard they work. Right. You know, there's no stat for it. Right. You know, so. It's it's really subjective to to what you need as an owner for your business, the vision that you're trying to achieve, right? So, I the engineer can't sit there much longer than ten hours because there's something called ear fatigue. Yeah. Right. So, at a certain point, his ears need to recover from ten plus hours of of, of audio engineering, right? All right. So effectively, he's not useless, but we need to put him on the bench so that way he doesn't become a player that we can't use anymore. Right. Right. So his 100% is being able to work all those hours effectively, efficiently, and smoothly. And my 100% is completely different because I'm asking completely different things of these guys. Right. So why our business works so good is... I expect you to be an engineer. I expect you to be a professional. That's your role, right? Right. 
my role is to figure out how to scale the business. Right. In order for a business to grow, you need people to work in the business and you need people to work on the business, right? right? So their 100% is, is, is always gonna be different from mine, you know? Like, I'm, like I said, I'll work 18 hours in a day, you know, right. easily not get paid all day you know what i'm saying because right. rent needs to be made first so right. these guys will sit here and you know complain or whatever i'm not saying my people in particular but a lot of people will sit here and complain and stuff like that and i don't say nothing after working 18 hours and not getting paid a dollar because i know that's going into the rent the studio eats first before anything else right, right. so I'll have to do 30, 40 sessions and not make a dollar on it before I could even start to make money on it because now only does the rent got to be paid, but you got to pay the engineer too, right? right? You know what I'm saying? So it's just, it's, if you really want to own a business at the end of the day, you got you to gotta have some grit. You got to have some, some warrior mentality that I don't give up type of stuff because you're not going to get it otherwise. A lot of people say they want it. Uh, you ask a million people right now, do you want a whole lot of money or do you want no money? Everybody's going to say they want a whole lot of money, right? <laughs> right. Every last one of them. Yep. But now how many of those people are going to go outside and quite literally shovel shit? Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. To get that. Maybe 1% of the million people you asked. Yeah. Right. That's why there's these one percent owns everything because only one percent was willing to is willing to go crazy. Yeah. Literally be called insane by other people. You know what I'm you saying? Take on all of that doubt. Everything. And have all that against them and still go against the odds. Still go against the grain. You know? I say it in one of my songs. I say I say what do I say? Um I need people to believe in me, right? The anger, the pain, the doubt, the frustration, I'll take all that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'll take it all. I just need y'all to believe. You know? Yeah. That's really it. Shit. That's 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 the truth right there. That's so 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 now this I have another question. Uh-huh. Right? Because Usually when you when you're doing your own thing, you have your own business. Nobody's going to believe in you. Right? It's usually it's everyone is telling you why you shouldn't do it. Mm -hmm. Right? So so how were you able to like block out that noise and and say, "Nah. I I know what I'm doing. Everyone everybody else is wrong. I'm going to make them believe in me." Uh you people believe in you after they see you work hard, right? So in the beginning, before I opened the studio, everybody was saying, yo, if you open up that studio, it's going to be tight. Yeah. And I would laugh at all of them. And I'd be like, stop saying if. I'm literally going to open the studio. <laughs> right. I'm in the process of getting the contract signed. Right. We're making investments and spending money on supplies to do renovations. Don't right. tell me if no more. It's happening. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's step one. Step two, if I do nothing all day and I got nothing going on for me, why would you believe in me? Right. Right? 
if I'm trying my hardest every single day, I'm at least putting one thing in the book every single day, at some point you gotta respect it. It don't matter who you are, you yeah. know? Yeah, but, but there's a lot of people out here who, who just doubts everything, right? Just, just because that's their own self-projection. Mm -hmm. So like, so like at that point, how, how do you convince them? Like, yo, dude, he was wrong. Somebody's mentality isn't mine, mm -hmm. you know? So I can't convince anybody really to do anything. Right. You know? Going back to, you could ask a million people, do you want a whole lot of money? Right. Everybody's gonna tell you yes, but who's really gonna do it, right? right? So essentially, all their doubts means literally nothing to me. You wanna know why? Because they won't even do it. Right. So why, why would I listen to somebody who doubts themselves? Right. All day, doubts other people all day. You know what that is? That's just a, that's just a negative. Right. right. I don't need a negative around me. You could tell me I can't do it, but then that's only going to make me want to do it more. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. You could say that this isn't a good idea, but that's only going to make me want to find out for myself. Right. You know, I'm just, I, I was just born that way, I guess. I just always wanted to find out for myself. Yeah. I want to travel the whole world. I don't want you guys to tell me what it looks like. I want to see that stuff with my own eyes. Right. You know? I, I want to say, uh, Diddy said something <laughs> that was funny, but like it made sense. Um, I saw an interview and and he said, "I don't want the Chrysler 300. I want the Phantom." Mm -hmm. Right? And and like that goes back to well, t to me actually, it, it goes back to just the whole self doubt, mm -hmm. right? Like like if he doubted himself, he would have settled for a, a Chrysler, mm -hmm. right? That you, you take off one zero, now it's affordable. Right, but he said, "Nah, I'm I'm Sean Combs. I'm Diddy. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm gonna become the biggest mogul in in hip hop. Now now he is. Right, right. So so like you know he he could talk like that. Now everyone believes him. Mm -hmm. There was probably a, a point where everybody was looking at, looking at him like he was crazy. He was just a dude that was yelling all day. Mm -hmm. Right, but like he actually believed in what he was doing. He he believed in the artists he put on." And now he's reaping all the rewards from it, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So yeah, no, that that was a little something to just tie into it. Only the people who believe in themselves will get closest to their dreams, and only the people who believe in themselves will succeed. That's the only that's the only thing right there, man. If you don't believe in yourself, don't expect anybody else to believe in you. Mm. You got to start with yourself first. Mm. If I didn't believe in my man right here, I wouldn't even be here today. You know what I'm saying? Right. You put that in me, so that way I believe in you. Right. You know? Right. We're gonna go far, man. We're in the Jordan year right now, baby. <laughs> We're in the Jordan yeah. year. Yeah, nah, this, this year is gonna be a pivotal point where the trajectory just goes up, mm -hmm. you know? I agree, man. You're out here, every time I see you, you're always working on something, you're always managing something, you know? Yeah. You're, you're very well-spoken, you know? You're not like a lot of the other people I know, and that's no hate towards anybody, but a lot of people just, they don't, 
It's just they're just missing something up here, and that's literally <laughs> nothing to, to none, nothing to none of y'all. Yeah. But there's just a certain like you could just tell when somebody's special, like like they're meant for more. You know, right. like I see it, man. I see it. Nah, thank you, man. I appreciate that. And and I see the same thing in you. You know. I appreciate that. You, the, the first the, the the first time I met you, I knew you had a purpose. Mm. Right, and I felt like that purpose needed to be broadcasted. Like, like people need to see this. People need to understand, right? And I'm glad you came in, and I'm glad we had this conversation. Let me say something to the camera. I do have a purpose, and my purpose is to literally change the way business is done. I'm gonna do it in the recording studio industry, so that way people see the model and realize that it applies everywhere. All you got to do is treat people right. All you got to do is take care of yours and watch how they start taking care of you when they realize that that's really what it is. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. I take care of all my guys. They try to help me as much as they can, you know, yeah. all the time. They always ask me, yo, how can I help you? What, what else can we do? Yo, is that it? Do you need anything else? You know what I'm saying? Right. Like they could just be like, all right, I'm done. I'm going home. You know? Right. And I would be like, all right, cool. I'll see you next time I got some money for you. You know? Yeah. But they're always trying to do more, yeah. you know? And that's because this is how business should be ran. I'm trying to change the whole recording industry, how all this stuff is done, how business is ran. Better business, man. I want better business. I'm tired of seeing so many people work mad hard and get nothing for it. It's literally demotive. It's literally demotivating the whole entire United States. <laughs> yeah, man. Like I'm laughing, but it's the truth. It's the truth. As people work hard, 